I'm nice right now, man. That skinny, scrawny little big guy. He's like seven feet. If you have, so, you can push him around. It's completely ass. And like, like, like and had a love for Crocodile Hunter. I thought you were gonna skate right. You're just gonna. Oh no! Choke it out, baby. Get your revenge. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely the game that nobody gives a shit about. Whoa! Wow, how infuriating would that be if someone was like, oh, actually, based on what your country's doing, you can't compete in this organization any longer. Like, charity basketball team went to Waterloo out, scored 55 points on basketball. If y'all ever interview him, y'all ask him about that 55 that got dotted in his eye. 10 seconds. Stayed for the grave shift. Brain went against the grain, so the grain snitched. Brain swift, but it's basic. Sugar, sugar, sugar. Ladies and gentlemen, if I talk, welcome to episode 94. Got Tim Fauna, Evan Fitzsimmons, and the one, the only, Asher Roth is in the house. Ladies and gentlemen, give him a round of applause. Let's go. Thoughts and prayers to Scott Hall, man. Hope he pulls through. Razor Ramon flow, oh so sharp. Hey, hmm. absolutely. Uh, Rest of the community probably gonna lose a a big name there. One of the founding members of NWO. I hate to I hate to see it and hate to read it, but grew up with his childhood. I'm sure you did too with the Monday Night Wars and everything. You already know. Yeah. Hey man, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, pretty pretty big day for you. You're out bartending a little earlier today and just messing around the neighborhood. It was a good day. Spread some good vibes. Mondays, man. You got to start off on the right foot. You know. Hey, absolutely, dude. Uh, you're growing out. You're from Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. but you grow up a West Coast sports fan, which is a little wild, a little different for you. I know, almost disrespectful. But what I will say is the East Coast taught me how to root for a, for a fan, like be a fan, you know. They taught me how to root for a team. And so, but Niners and Giants, man, I got, I got no complaints. Trey Lance era is upon us, and the yeah. Giants are coming off a 107 win NL West. So I'm, I'm good. No complaints. Life is good, brother. Yeah, life is good, man. <laughs> hey that's what's up well before we get into sports and stuff let's talk about you a little bit i remember you blowing up probably boys when we were middle school high school age um you know and, and that's when myspace was a thing and you blew up on myspace it kind of took off and uh for you young guys you know myspace was the social media platform it was the the number one you had to be in that top eight of friends with myspace but uh you kind of took off it you went viral kind of the first viral guy i remember for hip hop. And um, how was that journey for you? Well, I think it's trippy now because we have so many new tools accessible to us, like, you know, yeah. uh, adapting to the TikToks, even in that world. I mean, again, you're, you're giving so much of yourself over to social media, MySpace and, and, you know, that kind of early era of social media was a little bit easier. So I've been trying to adapt to it just as far as like, how much do, am I willing to give? How much of my human existence am I willing to give to kind of this like always being on but when you guys hit me up and just like talking about sports and music and these things that we basically do over a beer where you're still communicating with each other i mean you got to say yes to that stuff but i mean (laughs) as far as as far as just like putting my music up on myspace it's we're still we still try to just get people to see who your top eight is and and (laughs) and listen to your cover song you know hey absolutely dude yeah for sure uh you know, it's it's just this wild journey, and I you were a sophomore in college when it really took off mm-hmm. for you, right? Mm-hmm. That is awesome. You're you're an education major, much like me and Evan were. Oh, you guys, are you guys teachers? I, I'm a high school teacher. Yeah, I taught fourth grade one year. No shit, man. Wait, wait. So what? Um, 
what uh, with the kids that you're teaching in high school, do you teach a specific uh, course? Uh, social studies, so American history, civics, and all that good stuff. How's that going? Sorry, not to turn the tables too much, bro. <laughs> hey, you're good, brother. It's uh, you know what? It's a pretty cool moment right now because kids be like, "Oh, you're teaching this, and it's going on right now." So it's it's been pretty relatable for once. But yeah, but like also the history is kind of getting rewritten, not rewritten, but like you know rewritten oh, yeah. in a good way right now. I think there's like we're in the information era, and so like stories that didn't get to be told are being told now, and so that's got to be pretty interesting for you as like teaching history in, in 2022. Like, no, oh, for sure. You know, are there rules? Are there no rules? <laughs> Can you feel that there's an adjustment going on? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely correct. Uh, the kids, they're, they're observant. They're realizing it like, Oh, we're living in history. Mm -hmm. We're going to be in a textbook one day. So yeah. That's crazy. You got it, man. That's so true. Uh, but yeah, when it turn the tables, I like it though. Uh, but you know, you blow up with obviously everyone's knows I love college. Um, uh, mm -hmm. looking back on it in, you know, what, 15, 15 years or so. How, how's your feeling toward that song? I love it. I mean, we're going to pick our brackets today, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 12 years in, we run no Moss Roth, which is the, the, the college basketball bracket challenge. Most prestigious bracket challenge in all of the land and um i've never won it by the way i've come in like third one <laughs> and i think this year is really fun because anything goes i mean just like two weeks ago or three weeks ago i think seven teams in the top 10 lost you know and so exactly it's such a fun time to be rooting for college basketball but again we could we could go deep into whatever you wanted to talk about from college side of things because much like your history class college is changing the 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 landscape of college is changing how much is a a uh, diploma or degree actually worth and these conversations are being had so you know in 2009 when we were celebrating freedom and celebrating being kind of young and making mistakes and having fun through all of that you know uh the game has changed a bit so even the same thing with college academics i'm sorry uh, with uh, athletics you know, are, are, is college basketball still going to be around or is the G League going to take, why would I not come out of high school, take some guaranteed money and go play basketball when I know I'm going to play basketball if the G League is a better developmental league? So um, there's so much happening. I mean, we're living in literally a shape-shifting, every day I wake up and working in music, every day I wake up and the rules are different. It's like yeah. it's like the Hunger Games, you know, where you figure out the, the board and then they're like, OK, we're going to shift the board now. We're going to change the board. <laughs> and I think Great we're reference. Yeah, we're living in that right now. And it's a, it's an exciting time, but also like it has a lot of us freaked out. So most importantly, you know, everything that we're talking about. But I have a, a new record coming out that you just played Twelfth Night at the beginning of this. But the album's called Why Is It So Gray Out? And it kind of discusses this like kind of transitional phase that we're in right now. So. I'm excited about it, but really, truthfully, I haven't looked at the bracket yet, so I do need you guys to walk me through this. Hey, that's that's what we're here for. Okay. We're not professionals, but we kind of think we are sometimes. Okay, so. yeah, I, I need you to walk <laughs> me through this bracket because I've seen – I saw Chattanooga got in, which is dope. Did uh, Rutgers and Notre Dame have a – did they, they have a play-in? or they have a playing game tomorrow, yeah. Okay. I, we need to talk about this just so you know. Hey, hey, don't worry. Yeah, we're trust me, we're going to get there. Okay. Uh, but boys, you guys got any questions for Asher? Well, speaking of college, uh, I wondered if you ever reached out to Stephen Curry 
because he uh, there's a TikTok floating around right yeah. now from his college days. He spit a verse mm-hmm. with your song humming in the background. I was like, man, that could be a, a sweet collab. Uh, just didn't know if there was any any uh, mutual appreciation between y'all. Well, I definitely appreciate what Davidson did this year, but Steph, um, I think he got too rich, man. <laughs> he got too big. He got too big, man. And so, you know, I, I did reach out to him on just on Twitter, just kind of similar to how you guys reached out, just like, hey, man, what's up? Um, and I think at that point, you have somebody else working your social media, you know? Oh, yeah. But I just let him know, you know, I heard it. And, you know, if I'm ever in the Bay Area, you know, but I think he's got a wife and kids and a whole other life, you know? I'm just eating, I'm, I'm eating tacos, talking sports, you know? <laughs> right in the neighborhood though mm-hmm. i mean that's golden mm-hmm. state man so well my fingers are crossed for you i want to see that collab no i think seth still got it too i think he, <laughs> I think he still has some bars but he, he changed the game of basketball which is love yeah for sure do you think he raps better than dalla dame no or dame dalla no you're talking about no no you're talking about lillard yeah you're talking about lillard no yo dame's good man Okay. He's, um, I think that Steph has fun with it for sure. I don't know if I'm, I mean, all of us. I'm sure you guys have secret hidden rap songs in your life. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Oh yeah. You've all probably recorded a rap song in your life. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But Dame's good, man. He's he's got serious bars. I don't know if Steph. I think Steph is similar in regard of just doing it for fun. But Dame, I think has is down for the craft. Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hot take. Dame's down for the craft. I like it. A little life after the court. Yeah. He, he got it. He's got magic. All right, Asher. I got a question for you. Um, so you seem like an open-minded gentleman. What? Try my best. What? Um, <laughs> how do you think the MLB, if at all, has to change? Because I'm of the mindset that they are very antiquated. So mm. what? Would you make what suggestions would you have for the MLB right now? I, I would say that the MLB doesn't have to change at all. And okay. I would say that it's unfortunate because we're living in an era that has like, you know, is kind of action packed. I need it right now. But here's what I said. When I watch a football game, an American football game, or even a basketball game for that matter, I'm watching about two hours of commercials. Mm. When I'm watching a baseball game, there's so much going on. It's not made for TV. And like, how, how are we going to keep these kids' attentions? It's not going to happen because we're making the pitch count 14 seconds and we're, we're finishing the game 20 minutes beforehand. That's, that's not the answer to this. It's like, it's just a byproduct of attention spans. Like you can't change baseball. It just is what it is. And People are going to try to tinker with it. I, I'm not mad at the universal DH. I mean, these pitchers make so much money. Like, let's get the, a good hitter in there. And you should face – I mean, the, these pitchers these days are incredible. I bet no run first inning all the time because uh, usually, more often than not, the pitcher is going to win the battle of, of, of baseball. So short answer is I wouldn't mess with baseball. I think it's fine. Some of the stuff that they're doing to me is just to appease the backlash that is, you know, TV contracts. And how do we make this sexier for TV? And guess what? Go to a baseball game, smoke some weed, sit behind fucking home plate 
and watch a 91 mile per hour slider and learn and uh, you know feel that like this is incredible and these dudes are extremely talented at what they're doing but it sucks it's not made for tv man yeah it's a great answer that's i had, didn't think about it like that but it makes long, sense long-winded can i ask you what you would change though given don't don't let me don't let me mess with what like what would you change <laughs> I, I just think that it's just too drawn out i think if you i mean you can keep the game length out as it is, but just condense the season a little bit. Cause I feel mm-hmm. like it's almost like the first half of the season doesn't matter. And you get to this, like this drag where it's like, yeah, baseball's back. And then you hit a slug where it's like, oh, okay. Okay. And then it picks up when it gets closer. That's just my gripe. That's how I feel about an entire basketball game. Yes. Mm. I only care about the last four minutes of a game. Yep. Yep. That's when you yeah. see them really yeah. play defense and yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah. in the NBA. But the cool thing about yeah. baseball is like really secretly every pitch matters. It's like, yeah. you know, I'm going to approach this this uh, at bat a little bit different because it's a a 3-1 count. You know what I mean? And now because it's a 3-1 count, I'm a little bit more aggressive, which means maybe I can make something happen in this at bat. And so like that's what's kind of fun about a baseball game. It's because the game can change in the third inning. Whereas in a basketball game, don't get me wrong, the Sixers got blown out the other night by the Nets, and that game was over before it, before it even began because everybody was more concentrated on Ben Simmons. But, yeah, I mean, baseball for, like, specifically, if I'm going to – I'm going to write – this is going to be an episode about how important baseball is. I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, I'm going to wave that sign out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think people are I, – I do like the chatter about it. I do like the discussion and the creativity around it. One of the coolest rule changes I heard was that – I'm going to do some editing here for it, but if there's a foul ball and it's the away team that's hitting and you catch the foul ball, bare hand though, no glove. You have to catch it with a bare hand, it's an out. Oh, okay. I can get behind that. That, yeah. that would be that would be fun, right? Because people yeah. people would get booed. Like <laughs> there would be this whole other thing going on, which would be kind of fun. But that's that's really the only rule change I throw out. Otherwise, like these robot cat, uh, catchers or, or what is it? Not catchers, umpires. Uh, umpires. Well, I mean, dude, what are we doing? What for? Because Angel Hernandez calls an outside. That's what that's what's part of the game. Okay, this dude's calling a wide strike. All right. All right, now I know this dude's not going to give me that strike. I got to mess around a little bit. Yeah, for sure. It's so dope. It's so much more fun. The human yeah. the human element. I love it. Uh, well, we got a couple of listener questions for you. If you're down, we'll put you on the hot seat. Then we'll get into March Madness and more baseball if you're game. Let's go. All right. Uh, do you ever trust the PJ at a house party? Ooh, you're bringing your own drink. Ooh. No, I, I don't bring my own drink to a house party. Okay. All right. You trust yeah. the PJ. Yeah, for sure. All right. Good deal. Uh, and favorite mixed drink? Mm. Mm. I mean, what do I mean? A margarita, right? I mean, okay. But I, I've been drinking gimlets. I've been really into gin recently. Do you guys like gin? Mm, yeah. It's grown on me as I got older. Not yeah. at all. <laughs> Exactly. Gin is like kind of like, eh, not down at all. But there's a, a local Pennsylvania brand called Revivalist. And they 
make these great gins and there's one gin that's like jalapeno infused it's called like dragon dragon jalapeno uh gin <laughs> yeah dangerous but you you have one of those with a little lime juice and simple syrup it's a gimlet and it's just like a really delightful 4 30 5 30 p.m est drink that you're just like okay i can take on the rest of the night here so i would i would give a shout out to revivalist gins and their gimlets but uh, you know, for the most part, tequila, margaritas—that's probably my. If you, well, that's not true. But yeah, I would. I would probably say, <laughs> if I had to take one mixed drink with me into the future, only one mixed drink, it would be a margarita. Margarita. Hey, perfect. Classic. Time. I know that's so. I'm. So, I'm mad at myself already. But it is, <laughs> <laughs> is Gimlet the name of the drink, or is that the? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that the gin? No, so Gimlet, I, I I believe, is the name of the of the cocktail of the drink. Okay. And it's okay. it's really simple, just lime juice, a little bit of simple syrup, which is one to one hot water and sugar. Uh, you kind of mix that together, blot out with a you know, depending on if you like gin. Did you yeah, know? I'm not a gin guy, but that actually kind of sold me. I was Ev, like, just, I, I would try that. Ev, just try it because yeah. it's like it's just and don't try to do too much. Um, but Shout out to Revivalist Gins. Don't try to do too much. Just give like maybe a shot and a half and then a little bit of lime juice, a little bit of simple syrup, and it just goes down easy. Shake it up. Good start. Right. Writing it on sticky. Gimlet. <laughs> the old, it- ye old gimlet. <laughs> I'm sold for it. Uh, all right. Baseball, they've had some iconic iconic fights, brawls going on. Mm-hmm. If you get one person you're picking to start a brawl, who are you picking in baseball? Is he am, I'm fighting him or they're uh, they're fighting with me? They're fighting for your honor. They're fighting for you. <laughs> pa- Pedro Martinez, man. Oh, Pedro Martinez. Mm-hmm. Throw the like face it. down. Fighting, yeah. fighting for my honor. <laughs> I love that. that one comes from Andrew Price. He's a big baseball guy, too. Love that. Uh, good. All right. Hot seat of questions here. Mm-hmm. They're making the Asheroth movie, IMAX, all that good stuff. Who's playing you if you can't play yourself? Ryan Gosling, bro. What? Come on. Right. Right. You were ready for that answer. You, you were ready. I love it. Uh, all-time go-to drunk food. Mm. Tacos, man. I'm already there right now, you know? <laughs> I love what, do you, what do you put on tacos? So right now I'm actually having steak. I'm not a vegan. I'm sorry. I definitely eat meat. Uh, big fan of meat. I'm having some steak tacos. Uh, and I, I kind of like them gringo. I mean, this is a flour tortilla. I like flour tortilla with a little bit of lettuce and some tomato, some cheese. And it's just, I mean, all good things. Awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, if you get a chance to collab with any musician across the board, who's your dream collab? Someone you have collab with. Ooh. Yeah. I thought about this on like numerous occasions and just like different interviews that I've had. So like uh, in, in the rap world, I think obviously what Andre 3000 does is just like the most admirable, you know, and he's down to like explore all different realms, you know? So I really appreciate that, especially it would be something you you would have to click on because you'd have no idea what it would sound like. I mean, (laughs) this dude wrote, Hey, yeah. And I just want everybody in the world to just, and they do just because it was such a massive song, but also from somebody who does AT aliens and Southern uh, Southern Cadillac playlistic Cadillac music, and <laughs> then does Heya and writes Heya like music. I mean, you're the you're the greatest of all time. <laughs> so I probably say I probably just give love. And they shot uh, him and Jason Siegel shot a um, 
show not too long ago, an AMC show. I forget the name of it, but they shot a show in Philadelphia. So, you know, even more. Hey, that's even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some city love. Mm-hmm. All right. Your favorite spot back home, Pennsylvania? Mm. Could be hanging out, could be food, whatever you want to encompass that. Yeah, it's got to be um, Rover, the Rover um, in, um, off the train. And I, it, it's something that I recently discovered, but my buddy Brett, we've been watching day baseball games on Thursdays when, uh, when baseball picked up over at the Rover and, and drinking Guinness. So I'm going to give a shout out to the Rover. And, and uh, I guess it's, it's off the Langhorn stop on the regional rail, but it's, I guess it's technically in Pendell. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Uh, what is a, something that's on your bucket list that you haven't got to do yet? Hmm. Hmm. See the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Hey, there you go. That's a good one. I, they got a good chance. Be there. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be physically there. I like it. Uh, would you ever perform at a halftime Super Bowl show? No. No. Mm-hmm. Too much. Yeah. I don't have the hits like that. Like Bruno Mars, he's got the hits that everybody knows. I'm a little bit more niche. Like if you know my shit, cool. But, <laughs> and you don't get paid to do the Super Bowl. It's just bad news. I wouldn't do it. No, I'm watching the Super Bowl with the family. Not, not, uh, not performing. Hey, I, I like it. And you just educated me. I didn't realize they didn't get paid for it. No, I think, the, I think the NFL is still a nonprofit, bro. Secretly. Oh shit. Yeah. Thank you. Just rocked my world right there for a second. <laughs> Yo, it's all about not paying taxes. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. How do we not? Uh, how do we not pay taxes? That's what. <laughs> that's what we should spend the next two hours figuring out. That's what everybody's goal is. Yeah, let's figure this out. Let's not pay taxes. But yeah, the, uh, N- the NFL does a good job at that, and church, church does too. Yeah, true. Uh, Mount Rushmore of musical artists could be hip hop, could be whatever you want. Mm. Damn, dude. These are all subjective. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the, not only that, they're like um like the time of when you're listening. Like so I would say yes, the band. I listen the 80s? to Yeah, I listen nice. to them. I listen to Yes a lot. Um uh, Old Dirty Bastard. <laughs> okay, well ODB. There'll never be another. Um I say the roots in Philadelphia all the time because I just think they're like, man, as far as what's important is like live music and, and hip hop. It's just super important. Oh my goodness. Um, who else was, who else is in there? Like for real. I mean, like the Def squad, like uh, Eric Sermon, Redman, Keith Murray. That was like a, an important realm for me. Um, and I guess that's cheap because you can't put all this on. <laughs> also, I saw Mount Rushmore in person, and it's a gorgeous rock. Like, they fucked that rock up by carving. <laughs> <laughs> like, they fucked it up. That was a gorgeous rock that they were just like, yeah, let's carve people. Let's carve, you know, leaders of the free world in a nice way. I'll put it that way, even though it's like right. terrible. I mean, terrible history. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, You're not wrong. That's all I got right now, man. Uh, other than okay. that... Um, yeah, I mean, I'd say Mozart. Mozart is the fucking guy, and he truly okay. is. He truly is, like, you know, the one. Hey, I respect that. Yeah. I love the uh, shout-out for yes. That's, that's great. 
I mean, is, is that your favorite answer so far, Fitz of all? Uh, I guess? Yeah, so far. <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> Phenomenal range. <laughs> Love it. Uh, I just went blank. You had me distracted there, Fitz, for a second. I see no oh. good people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, man, I have like a yes jam session after this. It's great. Yeah, they're so good, man. The sound is so good. Incredible. Great lead singer. If you could uh, go back and watch any sporting event, mm-hmm. one sporting moment, what are you going to go back and watch? Um, I'm going back to watch the catch two with Terrell Owens and Steve Young. Oh, Ooh. screw that game. Oh. <laughs> I'm a Packers fan. I hate, hate that play, man. And we couldn't beat the Packers. Like, Brett Favre was like 11-1 and one against the Niners. We just could not beat the Packers. So, to watch that happen, I remember I was in New York. We were going to a family dinner. I was young, and I, it was happening at the bar, and I watched it. I stopped. Everybody else sat down. I was like, this is incredible. Such an important play. So, I wouldn't be traversing as much as I was while that game was going on. But like Brent Jones, a, um, a 49er tight end who I just loved when I was young, just just that era of football too. those quarterbacks. I know we have a really good, cool era now, but I don't know, man. Steve Young is just the one. He's the guy. Hey, for sure. Owens had like four drops that game. I know, man. <laughs> and they went back to him. They went back to the well. I know, man. Just, I just remember whoever was calling it, just Owens, Owens. It's just like, <laughs> just knife in my heart. <laughs> I'm so happy. Uh, this, brings up, this brings up the next one. If you could erase any sports fandom city, like baseball, college hoops, pro football, whatever, the whole sporting city Dang. is gone. I don't know. I mean, uh, like Tampa Bay because they win and nobody cares. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so annoying. That's like they have the best baseball team and greatest player development. And then they have like a sick hockey team and they win Super Bowls with Tom Brady and nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, no. <laughs> it's annoying. Uh, we had Brad Johnson on last week from Tampa mm. the first Super Bowl. And a lot of people are like, who is that? It's like, he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. They're like, oh, for the Vikings? Like, no. Nope. Yo, Tampa. Brad Johnson is important because he's one of that, like, grouping of quarterbacks, like Trent Dilfer, um, these guys that win uh, Super Bowls with a defense and being efficient. So as a Niner fan, Jimmy Garoppolo, like, enters this conversation. Can I ask you again, what would you guys give up for Jimmy Garoppolo? As if you're you're running a sports franchise, what do you deem Jimmy Garoppolo's value? You need a quarterback. Let's say you're the Steelers. Mm. Right? They just got Trubisky. Uh, okay, so let's say you're. Hey, still, you could be the Steelers. Yeah, you can yeah. still be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's worthless. <laughs> I mean, but there's like this mystique there. Like, oh, he was a second round pick, and the Bears did trade up to draft him. Like, maybe he could be good. Yeah, with the right coaching. But so I ask all this: What would you deem? Jimmy Garoppolo's value. I'm the Niners. I'm calling you. I say Jimmy's available. I got this kid. I need to play. What will you give me in exchange? The first offer came to head was maybe a second, third round. You would give a second and a third. Okay, love. What else? What, who else? What else? I was thinking if I'm the Panthers, that that was the team I thought of. Mm-hmm. I would give them. I wouldn't give them McCaffrey, but I give them like a DJ Moore type, like a receiver who wow. has value for Dang. sure. Whoa. Um, I love a, DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Head raiser. 
but secretly wins me fantasy championships but go ahead ahead. yeah but i'd I'd give them a player like dj moore and maybe you have to throw in a low draft pick but i try to get garoppolo and then a and then another draft pick like a third round or something like that so you guys are like based off of those alone you're semi-high on jimmy g i i'm higher on him i've been high on jimmy oh shit he's a proven he's a proven winner Winners. Um, he gets a bad rap, but yeah, I don't know. This is the same guy that was high on Daniel Jones. <laughs> yeah, this is also true. So take this, <laughs> this with a grain of salt. I, I too am high on Daniel Jones in New York Giants. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think you know. I think that kid can play. I mean, it's funny that he falls on his face after like a seventy-five yard run. Like, <laughs> It's just one of those things where you might be snake bit, but I I believe in him. And like, you know, I also believed and I guess I don't anymore, but Sam Darnold. I was fucking high on Sam Darnold and I thought that I thought that Panthers trade was genius. And like you you paired him with Joe Brady and those first two games you're just like this is perfect. Cause you, yeah, it's working. And you have DJ Moore and you have Christian McCaffrey. And I guess Joe Brady just got the scapegoat. He got scapegoated. But uh, mm-hmm. maybe maybe the thing about – I don't I don't want to go on record about this because it's so mean to talk about someone else like this. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you don't play quarterback and you're just a fan and you're just watching this happen. But, like, Jimmy can be a bonehead. He can just do bonehead shit. And it's just like – it, as a fan, it's frustrating. And so I'm excited for new boneheaded, you know, new boneheaded moves. Uh, Trey Lance <laughs> is probably going to do some bonehead shit as all quarterbacks do. But uh, I was just a little bit, you know, it's tough going to the, you know, NFC championship. Um, let me rethink this Rams game real quick because I kind of blocked it out. <laughs> I feel like. I feel like this year specifically, sorry to focus this on the Niners. I guess I'm going to deal with my, uh, this is a therapy session for hey, me. Hey, you're, you're our guest. Yeah, I, haven't un- <laughs> I haven't unpacked my Niners season yet because it was a strange season. Let me, let me go off by saying that. Uh, the Niners were in a gap year. I mean, we brought Jimmy G back for because of like camaraderie and efficiency and you know we beat cincinnati in cincinnati that was a big win we were three and five and everybody was calling for not only jimmy's head but kyle's head and you know that's kind of crazy because another thing about fandom and sports fandom and the immediate is this just like you know uh sports fans just want their team to be good you know the day after they make a trade and you guys all know this just as having a podcast. I mean, there just takes a little bit of synergy of just who's speaking, just three people, you know? And so you put a team out there. And so I appreciate what the Niners did with Jimmy. And I think why that's why he's valuable is because he's not going to go to a team and make that team all about him. And I think football specifically and offensive football it, that's important, you know? So I, I deem Jimmy valuable. I deem Jimmy to be around, I would hope, a second-round pick as well, a third-round pick. So Ev, I'll deal him to you. I'll take DJ Moore from you for and a, and a, and a third-round pick for Jimmy G. I'm going to try to get some value, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to try to get, like, some draft picks. You know, maybe sure. maybe not a first round, but like I'll a, send you back a, fourth, a second or third round. Maybe fourth, a, maybe. Yeah. Maybe a fourth. 
And you can pick like a DN from NC State who just never makes it. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thing is, Jimmy Jimmy's a game manager, and I I see similarities with like him and Bridgewater, but I think Garoppolo is a better version of Bridgewater. But like that's the difference between like even the Trey Lance thing is Lance is kind of your hopeful athletic quarterback who's just going to make great plays. You know, he's like your your Favre. You know, you're just trying to find a guy who can make some crazy plays. But sometimes it doesn't work out. You know, and oftentimes I I like the reassurance of, okay, Jimmy can be our captain, you know. And I don't know. I I'd never saw Sam Darnold as a game manager. He was like a Trey Lance that didn't work out. He was just like an athletic guy that didn't that didn't make it. And yeah, I feel like you see more of those than you know, and the guys that we don't talk about are the guys who are like Bridgewater or Garoppolo um who can just kind of manage a game. Wait, are you a Panthers fan? No. No. Oh, okay. I'm, a, I'm a Packers fan. Oh, that's right. That's right. I was going to say so yeah. um but where what's the deal with Deshaun Watson? Is he going to is he going to Carolina? I don't know. He he could. I don't think anything's yeah. not that I, I know. I, think I don't it, think things out yet. I think them and the Saints are in the right. I see I, I see it. I see Carolina. That's I don't know what what you like. Does everybody want to look in their crystal ball right now? Where where do you see Deshaun <laughs> going? Carolina I makes like, sense. I feel like they'll mess it up though. Yeah, I feel like Carolina's too much of just like this weird melting pot. I don't know. I've heard Seattle. What do you guys think? Mm. I know they just acquired a lot. You don't think he's going up there? I hope not. I'm a Niner fan. I don't want to play. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that makes sense. You don't want to see him, yeah. yeah I don't want to see hey, him. You got to deal with Drew Locke now, you better watch out. God, I love yeah. that, man. Russell, <laughs> it's it's kind of tricky, though, because I, uh, as a fan, I really enjoyed battling with Russell. We couldn't beat him. It's kind of similar. I mean, again, like as as you being a, a Packers fan, Ev, it's like we could not beat Brett Favre. And so when you break through and you beat the Packers those like two times, they're just an enormous deal. And, you know, fortunately, unfortunately, it's the same thing with Seattle. When we beat Seattle in Seattle and Drake Greenlaw had that that tackle um, on Hollister, it was just like these are moments, you know, and they, they matter because we beat a rival. And that's why, like, if you ask me why would I would erase Tampa Bay, I wouldn't erase L.A. I wouldn't erase the Dodgers. I wouldn't erase the, the Seahawks because those rivalries mean so much to how we watch sports, you know, so. Uh, sure. With the Sixers, you know, now that we have this Nets rivalry out of nowhere, I love it. It's just so good for why people tune in, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Devin, what up, man? You just joined us, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, sorry about that, guys. What's going on? Where do you where, where do you think Deshaun Watson's going to go? Uh, the Browns. <laughs> what? <laughs> wild card. Wild card, bitches. Yeah, wild card. <laughs> Throw it out there. No, I love it. Devin just coming home from work. Yeah, I know. Just, just like, oh, shit, I got to think of a random right interview. On, right on the hot, right on the hot <laughs> spot right here. Yeah, I like it. Dude, Ash, uh, so we've been putting Ash on the hot seat. He's been flipping right back on us. So yeah. it's all right. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Good. Yeah. Uh, well, any more random questions for Asher so you can throw it back at us or anything? Hey, perfect. Let's talk about some brackets. I know we want to dive into this. And uh, Asher, you, you you mentioned it before. Like, this is 
kind of a wild college hoop season because there's no clear like, hey, they're going to make it to the Final Four at least. Like it, it's been upset after upset. Um, and so I'm curious to see who you might be putting your horse to here. So the horse that I'm riding with is Tennessee. Ooh, um, okay. They just – I feel like there's somebody that they're going to show up in t- tournament time. Um, I want uh, – uh, Houston's another team I'm keeping an eye on. I'm not sure why. And Texas Tech, uh, those boys out in Lubbock, they always show up. So those are the ones immediately – again, we, we should walk through the bracket if we have time because oh. I haven't been able to peek. So, like, you know, I know this is Gonzaga's year to lose. And I, I, I felt – I had them last year when they lost to Baylor. Uh, and, you know, we looked my, – my buddy and I who are watching this is like, all right, well, then Gonzaga wins next year, right, when they lost to Baylor. Yeah. And so I would assume – I still stick by that. This is Gonzaga's year. But, you know, Tennessee, I don't know. That, that's when I, when I think of a team that might sneak up on people, run to a Final Four, give people some problems. Again, I haven't seen the bracket, so when you're ready, let's walk through it. But my, uh, my horse, yeah, I'm going to put my, uh, my, uh, my money on the – well, they're probably, I would guess, maybe a three seed this year. Five seed, three seed, five seed. Yep. Oh yeah, I'm gonna. Three I seed. would say Tennessee makes a little run. Okay, perfect, perfect. Do you have anybody that's gonna be like a, a bust that you think might be overhyped? I know you haven't looked at the bracket. We're gonna walk through it. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about it. I, I think that you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm so sorry, Coach K, but I've been loving watching Duke lose. It's just so dope. Uh, so I watched them lose to North Carolina. Not only lose, but like really get beat. And then they lost to Virginia Tech. Like, what are you doing losing to Virginia Tech, who now has a bid and who I think is an 11 seed, and I'm, like, picking them to make a run because they <laughs> because they beat Duke. Like, they're not even – I mean, you know. Uh, but with that being said, I'm I'm enjoying watching Duke lose, and I'm going to stick by that. Like, I hope, yeah. I hope Duke just continues to just, you know, run their shoulder into the gravel, you know. <laughs> hey, for sure. Uh, boys, you want to give our champ and, and bus sleeper picks real quick before we walk through the brackets? All right, Fitz, I know you've got this equation. You've pulled engineers. You got stats out the ass. I got, I got senior scores. I got free throw percentages. I got three-point efficiency. Little side notes. Do they play defense or do they just slack around? I haven't even decided on my champ yet, but I can, I can make my picks. What do I? What do you need? What do you need from me? Give us, give us your champ. But before you do, at Ari just joined us on YouTube. Asher, he's coming for you. He's saying that's the most white guy's pick. <laughs> <I'm in. laughs> you already know, bro. <laughs> Tennessee balls, baby. <laughs> All right, uh, Fitz, who do you got here? Well, you guys knew I was riding with Arkansas all season. And I hate their draw. They've got they've got Vermont in the opening game, and then they got to play the winner of UConn, New Mexico State, which I'm I'm high on UConn. Yeah. So I was I was feeling like before the brackets came out, I'm like I'm going to put Arkansas in the Final Four. I think they get. I think Vermont takes them in the first round. So mm. so my favorite, um, you know, that really had to reshuffle everything. I also like in that region, I like the three-seed Texas Tech. Uh, I think they get past Duke, and I think Gonzaga's off. So I, I'm going to lock in Texas Tech. I think mm-hmm. defense wins championships. Uh, they're the number one defense right now. I'm worried because, you know, the Texas Tech team that was in the championship a couple of years ago with, like, Jared Culver, like, they've got, 
they've got some guys from that team, like some freshmen and sophomores from that squad. But I, I feel like they're not – they don't really have, like, a key score. But maybe that's what makes them a better team, you know, that they can make a run because they're relying on each other. That's just – that's my – I'm feeling them. I'm feeling Texas Tech. Some, some guys just know how to win, man. Some teams just know how to win. I think Texas Tech is a, is a basketball program that knows how to win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow, Vermont over Arkansas, though. You know, it's funny that you say that because I'm on some, you know, Bill Clinton Razorback shit, you know, like I was really (laughs) interested in this Arkansas team. I haven't I had I haven't got a chance to watch them yet, but I feel like. I personally old me would bet Vermont. I would be like, of course, Vermont's a tournament team. They're going to splash on you. But I think I I think you got to trust your where you started this thing and ride Arkansas out because I think that they might have a little something going on. I know. And and they're banger bust. I mean, they, they could, they, I could eat my own words and they go to the final four. What else do you need? Hacky, what do you need from me? I gave you my champ. Who's your bust? I think you kind of. Gonzaga's my bust. I've got them losing to Memphis. No. Memphis is strong. (laughs) But even if they, you know, that was just a, you know, even if they get past Memphis, I'm high on UConn or Arkansas for that matter. You have Gonzaga losing to Memphis in the round of 32? I do. But I also know. You're a legend. But I also know if they got to the Sweet 16, they're getting taken out by either UConn or Arkansas. They're they're not getting they're not getting to the elite eight. You're expecting Chet Holmgren to just do nothing. He sucks, dude. He's over there. <laughs> yep. He's complete ass. Yeah. Fitz, what I what I will say is I want to see Arkansas beat Gonzaga. I want I want to see that happen. That'd be a great matchup. Yeah, I want I would like to see that happen. Like let's let's form both of our opinions here, and we're gonna say Arkansas that four seed. Beats, beats the Zags. Well, don't sleep on Memphis because, and again, maybe I should name my brackets. Like yeah. My brackets should be like defense wins championships because Memphis is a great defensive team, and they've got a big that I think can go – I think he can handle Chet Holmgren. Well, like, talk- I, I'm, I'm excited for that one verse eight. And I think it was a few years ago it was like um, Duke played UCF. It was when it was Zion versus um, Taco Fowl. Mm-hmm. And it was a one versus nine. You know, it was like a one versus nine game. Everyone's picking Duke. And I was like, I think Taco Fowl can give Duke trouble. And that went down to the final basket, you know. So I, I like calling my shots. Like, that's a, that's a game that Memphis and Gonzaga, I think it could go down to the wire. Now, I think Talk- Zaga probably wins. They probably pull it out. Mm-hmm. But, hey, why not call your shot? Why but not I, play? Hey. I, I want to hear more about this Memphis team because Anthony Hardaway is yeah. only mainly – You know, he's mainly in the news for saying, you know, back off. Like, don't be so hard on my team. And so, you know yeah. – all we know as casual fans is that Memphis has been having a hard time. Why are you high on Memphis? They won the NIT last year. So that's one reason. They've got big names. Like they've got big names. I mean, they're they're a senior heavy team. They play, they play defense, like top 10 from from what I found. And yeah, I think they can just cause problems. <laughs> or he's just throwing heat right now. But uh no, I just think also Gonzaga, you know, we talked a few episodes back, just kind of like who have they played? 
-hmm. And I think we're kind of getting in dangerous territory. Like, you know, everyone in their conference was given like a pretty nice seed. Like San Francisco is a 10 seed. 10 seed, which for, is unreal. For third, for third in the WCC. Right. And you have St. Mary's who locked in five. And, and I don't know if those are accurate. I think that it's starting to, we're starting to say, okay, Gonzaga's number one. And so now all these teams, oh, they, they, they beat Gonzaga or they almost beat Gonzaga. And I think we're getting a little, we're getting a little bit crazy. So I think until a team hands Mark Few uh, attorney loss, we're going to continue to put them on the pedestal. I agree, which is so funny because when like watching Gonzaga come to this point, because Gonzaga is always just, just good tournament team. They showed up at the tournament, but they weren't the number one overall seed. And then, you know, over the last 10 years, the program that they've built is just a, a freaking powerhouse. Yeah. So I've, I've got they're a blue chip. They're a blue chip program. Insane, you know? And then like, you know, this is before my time, but you think about it with Coach K and Duke, like, holy moly man like the the guy built a program at duke and it's the same thing like the what the gonzaga coaching tree has turned into like not only just one but multiple coaches so like to build a po a program in what i don't even know where in washington gonzaga is like central washington like uh like to, to build these programs i think that it's so admi admirable and like i really respect coaches you know, even still, uh, what, what Brad Stevens did at Butler, obviously he moved through, he just like, okay, now I run the Celtics, you know, but yeah. still like building programs, uh, talent and, and artist development as a rapper and someone who, you know, came into the mainstream first, like there's no artist development. There's no like, oh, you're young. Let me take care of you. It's like, let me see how much money I can make off of you as fast as I can. And I think athletics and music are very similar in that regard where it's like these kids are teenagers and so coach k you know college basketball was going the wrong way when people were leaving duke after one year you know like typically you go to those programs to become a young man you know you're there for four years you've you know four year stars in college basketball specifically you get to watch teams develop and play together and so like that's mainly my beef when we talk about baseball and we talk about sports my main beef with basketball is we don't get to watch teams grow and be together and play together for multiple years. And so, like, you know, Gonzaga was one of those programs, not so much anymore. But, you know, I just wanted to tip my cap to some of these uh, programs that are building programs where people can, you know, you know, come through there for long longevity and become a better person and a better player and a young man and not just let's make as much money as we can as fast as possible. 100%. Hey. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's talk about one of those programs, Tom Izzo, mm -hmm. Michigan State. They've got a tough draw with Davidson. Are we ready to call it Ooh, up? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Slate's on the train. Yeah, I'm on that. Oh, team. yeah. See, I have Michigan State beating Duke the next round. Ooh. I, I have them okay. squeaking out yeah. Davidson. Awkward. I watched David. I watched them play Richmond, and I don't know. They made a lot of turnovers, and it was like, uh it's not the time you want to be muffing up the ball, you know, just before the tournament. So what's up with that? What's up with that Richmond squad? <laughs> Yo, I don't know. They, you know, their point guard, I don't know what he runs in a 40, but that man is quick. Yo, I, I fuck with the spiders, man. And just like <laughs> yeah. Richmond in general is a good place to hang out. I'm going to pick them just off the strength. Like, so who's Richmond playing in the first round? 
Uh, that, Iowa. That was actually, yeah, that was actually my my Ooh. pick to win. I'm I'm going Iowa. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> I want that. I want that Richmond upset. Oh, we got Providence there against South Dakota. Okay, cool. This is what I need right here. So <laughs> Kansas is playing well, guys. Kansas is playing fucking yeah. well. They always blow it though. Creighton, I hate you. Uh, <laughs> for multiple reasons, just ruining the Big East in so many ways. Um, yeah. You know what? I typically love Iowa to go on runs. I pick Iowa often, but I'm running with the Spiders. Let's go with that 12 seed, the 12 over the 5 there. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm Friars. I'm Providence for sure. That number 4 seed, they've disappointed me. I put money on them in the Big East, and I think they scored like 16 points against Creighton. So, I mean, whatever it was, like they scored like forty-eight yeah. points or something. It's just like okay, it was rough. It's just like oh, but this is what I'm going to do here. South Dakota State's got the longest winning streak in the I nation know. going back to December, I, and Douglas Williams is is a phenom. I know. So I, I, I'm I'm going Providence purely out of pride, and you know, all right, fair enough. So pride pick, yeah, for that. my buddy Colin Thompson. So he's he's from that area. So that's for Colin. If they lose, that's not on me. That's just friend- <laughs> that's just friendship, you know? That's right. Shout out to the boys. So I hear people are high on Iowa State. What's up here? LSU just fired their coach. It's like, cool, good timing, dude. Like, we're about to go to the tournament, and this guy was, like, paying players or something, like blue chips, like played Shaquille O'Neal. Something like it, that. It's, yeah, I think he's – the LSU's been uh, fine for seven allegations. He's responsible for six of them. And about time, man. About time. Yeah. Good percentage. All right, so <laughs> – Yeah, right? <laughs> And then, then I'm going LSU. <laughs> I was like, uh, so uh, that's not the only percentage they're high on. Like, yeah, maybe they'll make some threes. If they're cheating, yeah. if they're cheating like that, I'm going LSU. Yeah, fair enough. What else we got? Hold on, bring that, bring the bracket back. Sorry, dude. Sorry. I'll make it big again. Uh, yep, there you go. It's my first time seeing it. All right, so we got uh, so Wisconsin Colgate. See, this is where I would like ruin my whole bracket because I picked Colgate. <laughs> yeah you just don't trust wisconsin yeah exactly oh gosh i love madison wisconsin a lot of love to madison wisconsin but tournament just like ruins my life and then uh so i'm gonna pick colgate again and ruin my bracket and <laughs> so what do we got there it's just a little blurry for me on my side oh we got usc miami Ooh, usc <laughs> miami and that's a 710 yeah I'm gonna mm. sevens USC. Mm. I'm gonna go SC just because. Yeah, I'm gonna go SC. A little fight on. Yeah, and then you got Auburn going against Jackson State, but Jacksonville State didn't win their tournament. They got in because there was a brand mm-hmm. new team that won that went undefeated in conference, but because of NCAA D two to D one movement, they couldn't take the tournament bid. That's cool. That's good for them. <laughs> it, it, wait, is Jackson State? That's where Dion's coaching. No, that's a. Uh, Where's or Jackson State. Yes, this is Jacksonville State. Sorry. Oh, okay, Jacksonville State. My, my apologies. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go Auburn. Yeah. No. I think that's safe. You know I, yeah. I was my sleeper, by the way. Wow, dude. Uh, yeah, totally it's told a Tim. Mine. Well, no, I, you said it before. <laughs> I think you did a punch, but I liked it. They weren't my sleeper, dog. Well, that, that's They're my sleeper. It. <laughs> See, I, well, I think as a five seed, like that's a sleeper. Like to put them in the final four – like I was hot. Like the, yeah. the one thing I'll say is like everyone's talking about Auburn in this bracket. Auburn and Iowa are they're like complete opposites because Auburn started hot, like they were the team, but they peaked. 
and they've they've just been ice cold. It feels like where Iowa started a little slow, and then they're peaking at the right time. So I think Iowa could be the hottest team coming into this tournament. Debatable, yeah. but they're one of the hottest. Well, let's talk about the East region. You got Baylor at one there, UK at number two. How's this shaking out for you, Asher? Uh, you know, I'll run Baylor just you know, off the strength. Uh, UNC, I think, is a tournament team. I like Marquette. Is that's where uh, the homie from VCU, Shaka Smart's at Marquette now? Yes, yeah. Chicago, I got love, but no, I think UNC still sneaks through. And just off tradition, tradition, I'll take UNC. Uh, St. Louis, that's another one of those teams that like I picked to go on a little run, and they just do mm-hmm. me dirty. So I'm gonna just skip over the St. Louis. Um, Saint, and they got a that tough fight in Mary's. It's Indiana, Wyoming. Not St. Louis, St. Mary's. Oh, so dang. All right. So oh, is that St. Mary's? Okay. Okay. My apologies. Oh, all right. All good. So St. Mary's at number five. They've been playing. You know, I I, I do agree with what Tim's saying about like these overseeded uh, West Coast kind of squads. That's just like St. Mary's and who was the other team that you mentioned? That was like oh San Francisco. You know, San like Francisco, yeah, like yeah. a ten seed and a five seed. But I still think St. Mary's shows up when it matters. Again, another program that knows how to win. So I'll give them love. Um, we've got UCLA and Akron. You know, UCLA is not, not far removed, and I wouldn't be shocked if they went on another run to at least the Elite Eight. Um, you got Texas and, and, and Virginia Tech. I want to like Texas. I want to trust Texas. But this is where I have, I have Virginia Tech. I, I have momentum being a real thing, you know? I have momentum being a real thing in Virginia Virginia Tech figuring out a way to just out outplay Texas and uh, that shouldn't become as an upset because Texas is not doing anything special. Purdue, a team that I love, I, obviously Yale can sneak up on you, but Purdue plays basketball, so uh, you know what, that's what the Boilermakers do. So I'm gonna I'm gonna run with Purdue. Um, and the last two, sorry, it's, 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 so we got Murray, is that Murray state? Sorry. It's a little blur. Murray state. Sanford, yeah. I'm going to run Murray system. state. Uh, who's, who's our homie on, um, from, from Murray John Morant. State. Yeah. 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 Thank you. John Morant. Who's, uh, and I, I used to be a big time, uh, Kevin Durant fan. Uh, but, uh, Ja has taken over my, uh, last name that ends in an A and T favorite basketball <laughs> player in the league. So I'm going to go Murray state again, team that knows how to win shouts to San Francisco. I'm happy you're there. I'm happy you got the 10 C that's respect and Kentucky moves on. So look, I'm ready to keep going, but like, I don't have that all programs, but I would say my pick again, I still have Tennessee at least in the final four, mm. just based off of what you're showing me right now. Like, I don't even know if we've seen Tennessee. Yeah. Let's see the setup. Who do they have? Yep. Yeah. Here you go. Let's South see. Region. Uh, Eric, Tennessee. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. You go. Walk me through it. So Tennessee's got Longwood, which Fitz is a a big fan of Longwood coming into last week's episode. You know, he's thinking Longwood's gonna make a run, and then he's like, mm-hmm. "Oh shit, wait a second, Tennessee matchup." Uh, Arizona at one, and at number two, we've got Nova. So, yeah, I like that Chattanooga team. Who are they matched up against? At the four seed, who's that? Uh, you've Illinois. got Chattanooga versus uh, Illinois. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. I, I don't know why, yeah. you know, that squad is, you know, they're figuring it out. But Tennessee, to me, I just feel like I, I'm, I'm you know, I might be living in another time zone, but Bruce Pearl's there. And, like, 
Yeah, you know, he is from old school college basketball as well as new school college basketball. And like that dude wins and people like him and they want to play for him. And that's what we talk about teams. Like, I feel like Tennessee's having fun. I hate to break it to you, Bruce Pearl's at Auburn. <laughs> oh, is he at Auburn? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. He's been seen shirtless with Cam Newton at football games. <laughs> so who's who's running the Tennessee program? That's a great question. I'm trying to remember who it is. Uh, they're running. I'll look it up for they're you. They're running a real program there, and I, I, I feel like, and even Bruce uh, down in Auburn. Sorry, that's that's probably like same thing. Those boys are like what a two seed, because they're having fun. And when I when I look at Tennessee specifically, I feel like those those boys are having fun. Yeah, Rick Barnes is there. There you go. That's a well known name. Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I want to like Seton Hall. I don't. My my sister lives in Maplewood, New Jersey, but you know they they get no hometown love. I TCU's. It's not like they're an impressive squad, but I'll take that nine seed upset just for shits and giggles. Yeah. They upset Kansas, yeah. so why not? Yeah, why not? Um, Colorado State, Michigan. People are high on Michigan to win that game, huh? They're gonna be smacking people yeah. all over the place. Yeah. How, <laughs> how do you how do you guys feel about that? Michigan upset. I like Colorado, Colorado State. State. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. We don't. I'm liking the Rams, yeah. And then, how do you feel about Ohio State this year against Loyola Chicago? That's a good. That's a good little run. Gotta gotta go for Loyola. I agree. I they're agree. they're becoming like what you were saying about Gonzaga and Duke. I think Loyola's on their way. Like yeah, they could be a staple of this league. Oh, I like that. That's a good. That's a. I really. Be- I got them over Nova. I got them uh, beating Ohio State and then walking through Nova. Well, who's the homie that said you have to score the basketball to uh, win a basketball? <laughs> that, was, game? that was Ori. That was he's nice. he's right though, but you know Villanova's out here playing really good defense, so they're they're gonna be a problem. They just don't. They're not very deep. They yeah. have like a seven man rotation. You're right. You're right. I mean, that's right here. That's down the street, and people pretend that Philadelphia cares about Villanova. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah. We do not care about Villanova, but uh. You know, even still, even though Bruce Pearl's not in Tennessee anymore, I'm still riding with him. Let's go. <laughs> I'm here for it. Uh, Tim Slate, any sleeper champ pick for us? Well, Fitz kind of stole it a little God, bit. I hate to say it, but I'm really riding this long wood. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Wow, dude. I'm going Iowa, and I they're they're my sleeper and my champ. They're they're going all the way. <laughs> Um, yeah, like like Evan said, I think they just in the Big Tag tournament they just had a lot of momentum coming in, and um, Asher alluded to it earlier. I think the momentum's. I mean, you you want to be on a hot streak coming into the tournament. You don't want to be Davidson losing to Richmond coming into the tournament. So yeah, yeah. I for me the champ. I hate to say it, but I think Texas Tech, like you said, fits. They're just kind of click on the right cylinders. But also on the flip side. I'm playing both fences here. I feel like a politician. I don't mean to, but Tennessee, I think they got chip on the shoulder. They're like, we're a three seed. We're the best damn three seed, and we're going to show you that. And I think they're going to make a deep run here because I think they're angry. They got that chip on the shoulder. They should be a two seed at least. Uh, so I think I think Rick Barnes is going to get those boys right, and I, I think the Vols might make a run here. So you just never know. My sleeper, South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits. I think they might jack some fools up and brass some, bust some brackets here. I think they're going to go for a long, deep run. I know Providence fans. Sorry, Asher, but uh, sorry, Colin. Sorry, Colin. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Colin. Yeah, sorry, Colin. Uh, well, that brings us to another March Madness question. Your all-time favorite March Madness 
player? Oh, it's uh, well, I would probably say Juan Dixon, um, from that Maryland squad. That's a good pick. That was the Steve Blake squad as well. You already know Lonnie Baxter, golly, Chris Wilcox, great team. Yeah, it's a great team. Great team. Gary Gary Williams, head coach, golly, falling asleep off the vodka. You know. Hmm. Yeah, mine mine is, you know, I almost cheated because he's not really my favorite, but he's just more obscure than my obvious one. I wanted to say Jim or Fredette. Oh, just DYU. That's mine. Dude, that was what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, now mine's mine's, half mine's Steph Curry. It has to yeah. be. Uh, just yeah. the run that Davidson went on, you knew this is the best player in the tournament. And then to watch him have a successful NBA career, it's like, man, it's just crazy. Really? Yeah, it's true. Well, mine, Asher, you're not going to like this. Christian Leitner from Duke. I mean, <laughs> the man's – he's won more NCAA championship games than anybody else. And I don't think anybody's going to come close to that record because we got a lot of one-and-done deals uh, instead of four-year guys. So, I, to me, it's, it's Leitner and two buzzer beaters to win some natties. It's pretty impressive. And he was also in – uh, home and in, in uh, the Duke UNC, he was at home watching Coach K lose his final home game <laughs> yeah. to the Tar Heels. So, yeah, yeah both him and JJ and, and, and <laughs> everybody, Allen, every, every Duke, every hater, terrible yeah. Duke basketball player ever, even though I do have a lot of love for Jay Williams, man. That dude mm-hmm. yeah. was so nasty, and then obviously went through it, but he's he's carved out a lane for himself too as a, as a commentator, man. Shout out mm-hmm. to Jay Williams. Oh, for sure. He's but other than that, out. Duke sucks. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk a little baseball. Finally, we got opening day back. I know when we were going through messages and, and trying to figure out something last year that we're like, hopefully baseball's back. Fingers crossed. Uh, two weeks ago, it's official. Baseball is back. Opening day, April 7th. Mm. And uh, it's coming quick. Spring game starting this week. Mm. So we get to see a little action here. Uh, Tadis. I know popular player. He's out, he's going to be out for a couple months because of fractured wrist. But everything else seems to be on track here for baseball. How do we feel about it? Me specifically? Yeah. Oh, dude. I mean, like it's the best time of year. Like uh, May. You know what I mean? Like it's just I'm I'm on the East Coast. Where are you guys at? Where where in the are you in the United States? North Carolina. We're, we're all in North Carolina. There you go. So you get you get that you do you get a little bit of a winter down there? What's up? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Not that, nothing close to you. How far away are you from Wilmington? A good four and a half for okay. me. Uh, <laughs> I'm just curious. I've good. I've had a good time in Wilmington. What about? Oh yeah. What, what about Greensboro? About an hour and a okay, half. Okay, cool. Me. Yeah, that's like it's like 45 or for us. Yeah, it's right or down the road me. here. There you go. So, with I, I with that being said, it's like you know, baseball. I had tweeted not too long ago that it was messing with my circadian rhythms because I just like when baseball comes back, things are coming back to life, you know? And so that season is, is, is really, really important. And so, uh, you know, that May, June, uh, is a really nice time to just, you know, hang out, go down, catch a game again, kind of again, it slows things down again. Like you need to – everybody needs to slow down a little bit. Like, take a breather. Like, go to the game and stay for nine innings. And, like, 
go with a couple, like one or two people. You don't need to go with 13 friends. You know, you don't need to like sell out and just go with a couple people, watch fantastic pitching, you know, what? And, and so baseball to me, like that May, that June, how do you not feel like you're coming back to life? You know, especially if you've had a winter. Yeah. For sure. No, I've never looked at it that way, but you're absolutely right. It's kind of time slows down. You get to enjoy life and a little walk in the park. Even if it's a minor league team, go out and watch them, have a couple of beers. Life's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't watch minor league baseball, man. I wish I did. I uh, I, I uh, grew up right outside of Trenton Thunder, but they got rid of that, man. Like, And, again, that's what the lockout was all about. Like, man, these minor league players were, like, eating white bread and, like – <laughs> they were just getting it sucks i mean and if it, you know, i don't know if anybody in, here grew up uh playing baseball like good luck going pro in baseball you know and so even if you get yeah. to the you know the the doldrums of of going pro you would hope that they would you know pay for your lunch you know and it's white bread and like ham or like a ham and cheese sandwich it's just kind of it's a drag to see so I, again i i'm happy i hope that the the uh the players association got a deal that they're happy with, but those kids, you know, if I'm 19, 20 years old, or I guess 21 coming out of Georgia tech and like I'm playing in the minor leagues for two years, I hope that I'm eating tacos, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Living it up. Feed me protein. I got to hit 38 home run. You know, <laughs> <laughs> if, if I don't, you're going to cut me. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, uh slate you're a big baseball guy you grew up playing it obviously you feeling good about this opening day uh, i'm glad baseball's back but i think there's still some uh some issues that they didn't really get to iron out uh i know that i think they banned the shift for uh defenses so like you can't actually if a if a hitter's a natural pull hitter and all he does is hit to right field as a lefty and you that infield can't shift anymore what? um yeah, that that was one thing. I'm pretty pretty positive that is one of the things that they just uh, didn't agree on. So the shift is out. So basically, wow. Again, it's catering to the offensive side of things, which is the way it's always going to be. Uh, kind of like we talked about with football in the past. Like uh, the more you know, more scores that you get, the the more seats that get in the stands. Nobody cares about defense anymore. Yeah, so pretty wild, uh, and I think they're adding a DH for uh, the National League now as well. Yeah, yeah. So um, big that that's exciting. I mean, that just adds another big time uh, paycheck type player uh, yeah. in there as well. So nobody wants to watch the pitchers hit, really. So. Yeah, for sure. Any other baseball thoughts we want to talk about? Uh, I'm just I'm just happy it's back, and, and you're right that that rhythm is back to life there, Asher. All right, here's all I'm going to say: no runs first inning. It's a bet, you know, <laughs> that you make. Pitching is so good nowadays; a majority of the time, you will win the bet. No runs first inning. So April seventh, eighth, I think it's opening day. Pick a couple games. Bet like you know, fifteen, seventeen, thirty-one dollars on no runs first inning. Choose the right choose the right matchups. You'll be surprised how many teams don't score mm. in the first mm. inning. Hey, I love it. I, 
we got a section called the pub parlay we're about to do here in a minute or so. And Asher, I I got a good feeling you might hit, let us hit this parlay here. You might help us well, out. I hit here. a few in my day. <laughs> hey, my man, my man. Uh, well, before we get there, we do have to talk about the big NFL news. And I know Tampa, not a huge fan of it, but he's back. Sir, go to lot. Tom, TB12, Brady, back in Tampa. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little surprised. How do you guys feel? This is classic, Tom. <laughs> I feel like this is happening. Nothing felt right about him retiring. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, he's probably going to get everybody's yeah. hopes up and then retire again. Like, I just have a feeling he's just a big-ass troll right now. I don't know. I think of how that news dropped initially. I think we were all kind of like – like, it didn't feel like, okay, Brady retired. Like, it was like – yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know. I had the when he says he's not retired, I'm like, here we go. I knew it. It's like I I knew it. I blame Adam Schefter. He is he couldn't hold couldn't hold on to that that juicy story. He just had to had to drop it without any without anything confirmed. Yeah. Have I see you, it like oh go ahead. No, I was just gonna ask if you there's a I think Tom Brady was on um he was on like LeBron James. What's LeBron James HBO show? Uh, Barbershop. Yeah, the shop. the shop. And I guess there's a clip of of Tom Brady being like, "You're sticking with that motherfucker." <laughs> and so I guess Tom Brady wanted to play for the 49ers, and the Niners were like, uh, we're like, I mean, don't get me wrong, this is purely fucking hearsay. You know, like I have no idea." But I guess who who knows maybe the asking price or whatever. But maybe the Niners, maybe John Lynch was like, "No, we're gonna stick with Jimmy. We're gonna thug it out with Jimmy." And I guess Tom was like, "You're sticking with that motherfucker." <laughs> and so there's a joke that Tom uh, that Jimmy Garoppolo was gonna get traded to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, <laughs> and Tom Brady was like, "No, nah, you're gonna go with that motherfucker. Like, I'm, I'm coming back." I'm coming back. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, my buddy, you know, as a Niners fan, there's a lot of conversation about Tom Brady playing for the 49ers because it's his childhood team. And, like, fuck that, bro. Like, no, Tom, you don't get your story. You don't get to come to San Francisco and play or Santa Clara. You don't get to come to Santa Clara and play for the 49ers, you little perfect bitch. <laughs> like, oh, God forbid you win everything and you're the greatest quarterback of all time. You don't get to come to the 49ers. And, and so it's just funny, uh, you know, all that conversation. And a lot of a lot of 49er fans are down because Trey, Trey's so young. So they're like, dude, come to San Francisco. Trey will sit under you for a year and learn from the GOAT. And, you know, I, I admit it 100%. Tom, Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time, you know. Um, as you know, as somebody who's a hater, I'm a hater, but uh, but you don't get to come to San- you don't get to play for the 49ers, man. It's, it's Trey Lance season, yeah. I like it, Tim. Oh, I was just gonna say, I, I pictured this whole scenario like someone had planted a chip on Tom and you started hearing him say words like family and like satisfied, and you're like, this is weird. I feel like at some point in these last two months, Tom like gained back his consciousness and like ripped out whatever chip was implanted in his brainstem. And he's like, I'm back, bitch. Like, I don't know. I just think there was some weird external force going on. 
and it didn't sound like he was actually truly ready, but I wasn't trying to like read in the tea leaves or anything. I was like, all right, guy's done. Um, but he's back. And I can't say I'm surprised. Yeah, he started he started oh. hanging out with the kids and he was like, Hell no, bro. I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna yeah. go, fuck, <laughs> fuck them kids. Bro. Fuck them kids. Fuck them kids. Out of here, man. I'm not <laughs> just, just I'm out. on your own with this one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I got feeling too. But he's back, and I'm excited to see what's going to happen, and uh, to see if maybe you because at a halfway point, he might be saying shit. Maybe I should have been picking up the kids from daycare. <laughs> yeah, not when you're not getting ta- what is it? No income tax in Florida or whatever. Yeah, yeah he's good. Yeah. he's good. He's he's living like throw another fifty million. You know, you'll be all right. Exactly. And that's really the big NFL news. We kind of touched on it. Mitch going to Pittsburgh. Kirk Cousins resigned with the Vikings. Deshaun, where is he going? But we kind of touched about all of that. Is there anything that we missed in the sports world before we hit the pub parlay? Chase Edmonds went to Miami. I mean, Mike McDaniels knows what he's doing. No, no, yeah. like, look, Brian Flores fan, first and foremost, and I think that he got wrongfully fired. Do I think Mike McDaniels is going to be a great head coach? Probably not, you know, to be honest with you. And so, like, yeah. that's the thing that freaks me out about um, coaches in general. And, Mike, if you're listening to this, which you probably are, like, don't – yeah, don't take this personally at all. But, like, you're such a great offensive coordinator that I would never be upset to take a head coaching job. And I'm just going to use you as an example, even though you might not – this might not adhere to you because you might be the greatest head coach of all time. But sometimes offensive coordinators just be a great offensive coordinator. You know, defensive coordinators just be a great defensive coordinator. Like Dan Quinn, you know, he didn't – I mean, look, he had a good run. Mm -hmm. He had Kyle Shanahan as as his offensive coordinator in Atlanta. But, like, you're thriving in in Dallas. I admire his decision to say, yo, I'm going to thrive in Dallas as a great defensive coordinator. You don't necessarily have to become a head coach. But I say all that because Chase Edmonds – Fucking signed Miami, huge news. Mike McDaniel's run game, Chase Edmonds. <laughs> Let's see what that happens. Hey, Jimmy G reports might be signed with really? Miami too. I I kind of see him. I thought he was, dude. My money was on Pittsburgh. I really like. I was calling that like week twelve, week thirteen. I was like, Jimmy's going to Pittsburgh, but um. Yeah. I still see that. I do still see that. Trubisky news kind of changes that a little bit. Um, I I guess Jimmy to the Saints makes sense too. I for sure. But again, like we we come back to this. Like, what would you really genuinely as a as a franchise with a little bit of leverage, knowing that the Niners have to get him off the books? What are you willing to give up? If you're gonna give up a second, yeah. I'm taking that. We got him for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You break even at least. You break even, man. So Jimmy G to the Saints for a second round pick. You get is if Michael Thomas does Michael Thomas still play football or is he done? Your guess is as good as ours. It, it seems like he was all done this offseason. He's been posting a little bit more working out and that type of stuff. So I shit. Your guess is as good as ours. Can you give Kamara what? How many touches can you give Kamara a game? Can you give him twenty still? Yeah, uh, you got you got rhyme until he breaks almost because you got nothing else right now. Yeah, right? prison. Is he? Who's in, who's in prison? Someone got in trouble. He did get in trouble, but I, I don't. The charges haven't been. Okay. He hasn't faced trial Listen, yet. Did, so. did he gamble on a game? 
then he's fine. He, he's going to be okay. <laughs> no, he <laughs> he's going to play next year. I just want to know what that eight game parlay was. <laughs> yeah, had to be a bad. I'm saying. <laughs> I bet I just pretty got he won. I it. bet he won it, bro. I bet Calvin. <laughs> he didn't even he didn't even care. He was like, I got one year. I'm suspended for a year. Yeah, he was the chillest guy I've ever seen about That's it. Funny. Well, hey, let's talk about a parlay real quick. Let's do the pub parlay. Asher, you're our guest. So you get to pick what day we're doing our parlay or or you know, if because typically it comes down to a day, especially during this time of the year. Okay, uh, walk me through it a little bit more. Is it is it this week? This week, yeah. So we're looking at this weekend: Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, then you start us off. Any game, any league, we're hammering it. We're putting a couple bucks on it. Hopefully, we get paid big. Can we bet no runs first inning on a spring training game? And we'll we'll find out if my bookie has it. Fingers crossed, they do. All right. Well, if that's the case, man. Well, that's probably a bad bet in, in spring training, to be honest. With you. And so, thir- the the tournament starts on Thursday, so we can't do Thursday. Well, you can do correct because it goes Friday, it goes Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday, Sunday for second round. But second round games haven't been determined. Yeah, we can't really pick that. Can we pick Friday though? I, I'm cool with Friday. We Why do don't we? Tinker yeah, I was going to go Friday. Yeah, let's yeah. tinker with Friday. Absolutely. And walk me through. What, so we're starting on Friday. What are we choosing from? We each pick one. Should we just do a March Madness parlay? Why each not? Just pick a game. I think, oh, yeah. I think that's, that's right. right. All right. Uh, so that'd be 318. Mm-hmm. And so scrolling through, scrolling through. All right. So we got Loyola versus Ohio State, if you want to touch it. Jacksonville State versus Auburn. Montana State versus Texas Tech. Yale versus Purdue. Delaware versus Nova. Miami versus USC. Virginia Tech versus Texas, Chattanooga versus Illinois, uh, California Fullerton versus Duke, Iowa State versus LSU, UAB versus Houston, Davidson versus Michigan State, Colgate, Wisconsin, TCU, Seton Hall. And we got a whole list of over-unders there, but uh, if, if anything sounded tasty to you, we can hammer it. Are we winning money or are we playing safe? Let's win money, man. Money. I'm I'm, I'm going to throw Chattanooga in there, bro. I mean, Woo! you know, just to just to keep things sexy. Okay. You know? Okay. I love it. Uh, so they are plus seven and a half, but we're saying nah, we're taking points, the money line here. Points. No, I want those points. Chattanooga. Yeah, okay. I want. I want plus the plus, Chattanooga plus seven and a half. Yeah, yeah. All right. Just to keep it. it fun, you guys are gonna root for Chattanooga on fucking Friday too. You're gonna be like, damn, I don't want the Chattanooga to win my seven and a half, and they did it, and they fucking did it. But you will you will be happy about it. All right. So I'm gonna take Chattanooga plus seven and a half. I love it. I'm going Davidson straight up. Davidson straight up. I, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm taking Loyola over Ohio State. Yeah, with that straight too. Straight up. I love that. Reminds me of Crayola. Anybody get that, <laughs> or is it just me? Was that's perfect because they're a push. There's no points given right now. So okay. Give me UAB over Houston. Whoa. Damn, boy. It's spicy. Let him hang, bitch. Points or not? Points or not? Well, I would say do points. They're eight and a half. It'll be, it'll be close. Oh, yeah. Take, take those right. points. Take points. Yeah, take the eight points for sure. Right. Yep. I like it. Uh, a team that you talked a lot about, Asher, Virginia Tech over Texas. Mm. You got the gavel. Good. I'm going to hammer that money line. Okay. Gobble, gobble, bitches. Awesome. All right, so That's read right. it back. What do we got? What do we got? All right, so we got 
Uh, let's see, Virginia Tech. We've got Chattanooga plus seven and a half. We've got Davidson money line. And at eight and a half, we have. Um, oh, I just want UAB. To UAB. 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 Thank UAB. you. Thank you. Just so you know, I'm going to fuck your whole bet up with this Chattanooga plus seven and a half. Like, <laughs> no, I, I feel good. I mean, like, I, I want them to keep it close, but, you know, just yeah. be prepared for that. It's going to hit. <laughs> I got a feeling. You're going to be our first guest picker that's going to hit first. No pressure. All right. Uh, now, typically, we do a random question here. And so, Ashley, if you got something from the top of the dome, you're more than welcome to. Otherwise, we open the floor to the boys just for a random-ass question. Stupid random phone. No, my, my, my question would be uh, maybe in the world of sports, you guys own a sports jersey. What's your favorite sports jersey that you own? Ooh. Hmm. For me, it's the old school Ocho Cinco jersey. For them, I'm a Bengals fan. Unfortunately, fortunately, depending on how you look at mm-hmm. it. So, Ocho Cinco '85. That's my favorite. With Ocho Cinco on the back. No, it's still C. Johnson okay. so when, when he was with Chris Johnson. So it's it's vintage. Still love. <laughs> I gotta go. Richard Hamilton, Detroit Pistons jersey, first jersey I ever owned, and I freaking love Ripped. So Ripped's my man. Coatesville. Go. Yeah. Coatesville, Pennsylvania, Hamilton. baby. Yeah, I'm not. I'm gonna not say a Packers jersey because there's there's only ones I've wow. had. Wow. But um, no. When I was in middle school, my aunt who lives in Houston got me a Houston Texans David Carr jersey. Like mm-hmm. right when they became a franchise, I used to wear that all the time, and like he was trash, but it was just <laughs> it was a cool jersey. I'm going. I'm going vintage Raptors Vince Carter with the uh, with the the lots of Raptor in the front. That's my favorite jersey of all time. It's a good one. That's that's pretty damn good. Asher, what about you? Steve Young, baby, all day, every day. Oh, Steve Young, oh. number eight. It wears well. The number looks good when I wear it. <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it. A little all West day. Coast love there. Hey, perfect. Well, hey, man, we can't thank you enough for hopping on. You're always welcome back to the pub. Doors always open for you. But once again, dude, one hell of a conversation. Electric and you know your sports and we're here for it. Let's have some fun. Chattanooga plus seven and a half. Tennessee, (laughs) Bruce Pearl's volunteers are going all the way. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate you guys. Keep up the good work, man. Keep uh, like chopping in and and keep checking in on people. We appreciate it, obviously, in in the music community. So have some fun. I hope to see you guys around. All right, thank Thanks, you, man. Anything you want to plug? No, nah, I'll see you guys in North Carolina, April thirteenth. Why is it so great? The new album comes out. You guys heard it, but uh, I'll see you guys in the, in North Carolina. Hey, let's go, absolutely. We'll, we'll be there. Thanks, show, front row. Peace, man. Have fun. Be good. Dude, dope conversation. Love that intro was sick, by the way. Oh, I like nice. that. Right they like the I like yeah, the skinny, scrawny little big guy. He's like seven feet. I hate hearing my own scrawny little big guy. Completely ass. Scrawny little big guy. I had a love for Crocodile Hunter. I that thought you were going to speak right here. Oh, no. Choke it out, baby. <laughs> Get your revenge. What's in the room? This is definitely the game that nobody gives a shit about. Whoa. How infuriating would that be if someone was like, oh, 
actually based on what your country's doing, you can't compete in this organization any longer. Like, played on a charity basketball team. Went to Waterloo out, scored 55 points on basketball. <laughs> if y'all ever interview him, y'all ask him about that 55 that got dotted in his eye. <laughs> 10 seconds. Stayed for the grave shift. Brain went against the grain, so the grain snitched. Brain swift, but it's basic. Sugar, 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 bear.